I hear voices. Now, people who know me are saying, well, I realize that. But what I do is I hear voices and I recognize them. I have the talent of being able to identify actors and actresses when I hear their voices on television commercials, radio commercials, and animated movies. It's not a marketable skill, but it impresses my wife and kids. And it came in handy one night, late at night, in an airport. I was in O'Hare, it's late on a Thursday night, it was the end of a long travel week, um, and uh, I was sitting there and I was reading a book. I'm an avid reader, and I take advantage of air travel. I can shut out the airport announcements, the droning emergency uh, explanations, chatty passengers, and I can read. But this night, there was a very distinctive voice that came between me and the page. There was a gentleman on a cell phone, and he was not using the cell phone voice that we all know where it sounds like somebody's screaming across a thousand miles. He was using a phone, and this is when cell phones were used as phones. And I turned and I looked and I knew who it was before I even saw him. It was the person who stood in the shadows of a Washington, D.C. parking garage across from Robert Redford portraying Bob Woodward in All the President's Men. It was Hal Holbrook. I looked out at this audience tonight and I said, I'm glad these folks are going to understand who Hal Holbrook is. <laughs> I, had, uh, I worried that I was going to have to give time for everybody to Google who he was. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there and he's across and I'm not the type, I, I love seeing celebrities, in, uh, but not at you know, planned events. I like seeing them in the wild. <laughs> you know, <laughs> airports, hotel lobbies, restaurants, walking down the street. And I've never been one to get autographs or take pictures, and this was before selfies. I like somebody who you know, has to mount the deer head on the wall. I've always been kind of cool with just having that experience and seeing. But tonight, I thought, here I am. There's nobody with him. There were no handlers. He was traveling by himself. And I'm corralled here at this airport gate with Hal Holbrook. And I knew where he was going. We were both going to Bloomington because he was performing across the street at the BCPA in his one-man play, Mark Twain Tonight. So I thought, this might be my opportunity. And we had something in common. Because two months before, I had made my stage premiere at Community Players in Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. So I thought to myself, I didn't want to be targeted as a celebrity stalker by the people at the gate. So I kind of put my book back in my briefcase and kind of nonchalantly wandered out into the main aisle like I was, I looked up and, and read the, uh, the announcements, I got some water, I looked at a Blackberry for that important message, and then I looked around, oh my, I just happened to notice an empty seat that was closer to the gate than mine was. So I walked over and I, I left a seat between uh, Mr. Holbrook and myself, and I sat down, put my briefcase in that seat because ain't nobody going to get between us. And I uh, took my book out and pretended like I was reading. Now, it wasn't an Academy Award performance 
or worthy of the Tonys and Emmys that Mr. Holbrook had won, but I, I, was, I was fairly proud of it. And I, he was still talking on the phone, and he was talking to his wife, the actress Dixie Carter, who uh, starred in the uh, 80s and 90s sitcom Designing Women. And I, and I recognized the type of call because I've had them just myself. It's a husband uh, traveling. They were talking about personal errands. He was telling her, you know, he was kind of tired of traveling and couldn't wait to get back home. And so when he was done, he started doing what all air travelers do. He started rummaging around in his, uh, you know, in his briefcase and his tickets. And, and, and I just turned and looked a little bit. Now, this is the part where I tell you the story of how Hal Holbrook explained to me how he developed that infamous character of Deep Throat and all the president's men, what it felt like playing across from Clint Eastwood in Magnum Force, how he enjoyed being in a sitcom with Burt Reynolds called Evening Shade, and then how he and I exchanged stories of being on the stage and he gave me pointers. But that's not what happened. As I was sitting there, I thought to myself, what I want somebody coming up to me in an airport when I'm sitting here alone to talk to me about my work, or what I want them coming up to me telling me how much they enjoyed me being Major Metcalf in Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. So what I did was, I just nonchalantly looked, again, pretending that I just happened to notice that there was a celebrity beside me, and I said, good evening, Mr. Holbrook. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, good evening. And he went back to what he was doing. There was a garbled airport announcement. He turned to me, he said, is that our flight? I said, no. And then when it was time for our flight, I told him it was time for us to go and we got in the line together. And as we were standing there, he was having some trouble with his boarding pass and a, and a person turned uh, around uh, to help him with the ticket. Now, I don't know if he didn't recognize him or he was also pretending that, uh, you know, that, that, that he didn't know who he was. And uh, we got on the plane, he sat down, then I walked past him to find my seat way past him in the back. And we got out in Bloomington, he was gone. The next time I saw him was the following night. And the costume and the makeup had erased that 83-year-old traveler from the airport. And I was looking at Mark Twain and I was just mesmerized by his performance. Now my young daughter, who I had brought with me to share this artistic experience, in her boredom was counting marks in the BCPA ceiling and not enjoying it as much as me. So people ask me if I ever regret not turning and talking to him and asking questions. And I thought about that, but I, you know, what I do is, when he passed away a few years ago, I kind of enjoy the memory of having shared the stage with Hal Holbrook as an airport traveler <laughs> on a night where I heard a voice. <laughs>